forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories Story to, tell to, to Tell on the Pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. And just as a heads up, this is a comedy podcast about those scary things. Anna and I are two soft people talking about sharp objects, not the HBO series, uh, but about the sharp objects of our imaginary life and the real things that are scary about the world. <laughs> But also, we've both seen sharp objects, so that's sort of part of it. Or yeah, Andrew, have I mean, you? oh, oh, you. I mean, if Elizabeth Perkins is in a show, I'm watching it. <laughs> Queen. Um, God, and Michael Huisman. How do you say his name? He's a I star. never know, but how you say it is how I imagined it. Well, great. I'm sure he said it wrong. He's a Dutch king. <laughs> Look, we're talking about ghosts. We are scared people. It's a chatty podcast. And we've been friends for 14 years. It's been a long time and we're still in it, baby. Well, this year, this year will be 15 years, Andrew. This year will be 15 years. It's that <laughs> sick. <laughs> we could have had a, a, a terrible son by now. <laughs> a terrible, no good son goes to parkour a, camp. A very, yeah. Oh God, where would we send him? God, um, there's no camp for our son. <laughs> there's no camp. There's no camp for collecting bug fragments. <laughs> I desperately think there is. There absolutely is. <laughs> Please write in. Um, well, Andrew, today is a Monday. It is. And something that you and I have taken to doing on Mondays, just as like an us thing, mm-hmm. is that we record a podcast <laughs> about the scary stories to tell in the dark books, um, stories collected by Alvin Schwartz with drawings by Stephen Gamble, mm-hmm. which were a trilogy of children's scary stories books from the 80s and 90s that is beloved by people in their 20s 30s 40s and beyond correct and i i think we should do it again i've thought about it and i think that we should also do that this week i know we've only done it for the past 82 mondays but i feel like maybe this time will be feel different the rest were sort of I was going through the motions. This one, I'm choosing us again. <laughs> I <And> choose us. <laughs> I choose us. Um, and I decided to read a story. Um, and this story, Andrew, it's a little bit of a funny story. Okay. But it's also a little bit of a scary story. And I just uh-huh. thought that's that's us, you know? That's very much us. A little scary and a little funny. <laughs> just a little bit of heat um and this story dear listeners is called the viper (gasps) oh anna i i'm so glad you're choosing this one today and i'll tell you why after you read it but i okay good oh my god i can't wait okay cool a widow lived alone on the top floor of an apartment house Apartment house. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, this is this is kind of a um, this is this story was translated on Babblefish to <laughs> Dutch and then back to English. Yes, for Michael Huisman to show yes. his, his family who's visiting New York or something. I don't know. It's fine. 
Um, I'm just picturing like seven houses stacked on top of each other. Right. right. Like, with, with horizontal elevators. Very confusing. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's hard. One morning, her telephone rang. Hello, she said. No, I'm sorry. It says, hello, she said. Not a question mark. No, what a bold, that is a powerful move. This woman is confident. She's saying like, my husband's dead. Hello. Yeah, this is the new, this is the new second phase of lean in. It is. is Start by answering your own question. Hello. Yeah, don't say like, hello. Say like, hello, I would like to start a war in Myanmar. You know? (laughs) Hello, tell me who you are. Yeah. Hello. Um... Hello, she said. This is the Viper, a man said. I'm coming up. No, I I did the thing where you say the accent more towards the end of the sentence. (laughs) Because you just remembered in the middle of it. I'm going to start the sentence over. We all saw the process and now I'm going to commit to a second take. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Here Mm -hmm. it comes. Watch out. Here comes acting. (laughs) This is the Viper. A man said, I'm coming up. Somebody is fooling around, she thought, and hung up. I assume she's looking at pictures from the funeral. Yeah, she's like, oh, my butt looks fantastic. I look, I need, it's insane that no one had sex with me that day. She wore a jumpsuit to her her husband's funeral. And it was a a big, yeah. With like a demi cape over it. She looked (laughs) fucking good. I'm listen. I'm I'm asking everyone to attend my funeral wearing a demi cape. Please, I don't care where you put my body. I just have a, a dress code. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, somebody is fooling around. But just you know, the sort of like, oh, I guess other people aren't widows. Uh, yeah, get it. Correct. Sorry to like make that her unusual thing. Lots of people are widows. It's fine. Yeah, it, but, but again, it. How widows feature in scary stories are they fair or unfair? I think proximity to death makes widow feel like okay. My profession is widow in this story. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I'm like a little bit more serious than I was before, but I also kind of I don't really mind. I'm not. I'm not putting on airs. Right. Right. Okay. A half hour later, the telephone rang again. It was the same man. It's the Viper, he said. I'll be up soon. The widow didn't know what to think, but she was getting frightened. Once more, the telephone rang. Again, it was the Viper. I'm coming up now, he said. She quickly called the police. They said they would be right over. When the doorbell rang, she sighed with relief. They are here, she thought. But when she opened the door, there stood a little old man with a bucket and a cloth. I am the viper, he said. I wish to wash and wipe the windows. The... And it's a perfect reveal. It is a perfect reveal. I feel like here's the thing about my acting choice. I do think that like really leaning into the Eastern European accent 
spoiled it a little bit. I, you know what? I don't think so. I think, I think that our, our um, America centric brains are like, well, V's are V's and there's no other way of pronouncing them. So it's sure. like, I think, okay. yeah. So don't, I, I wouldn't worry about that. Um, Cause I can do a normal take just to have, <laughs> yeah, let's or do you do think the we're whole okay? Thing over again. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll let the listeners choose. We'll send both yes. takes. Yeah. It's like clue. Yeah. Um, Anna, I am a thrilled that you picked this because it's just a very fun story. And also I'm stunned that you picked it because this is my niece, Elise's favorite scary story. And her birthday was the other day. Elise, happy birthday, little girl. I, she turned five years old. Isn't that oh, wild? Big um, girl. That's a big number. That's really cool. It's huge. And so this is a story that um, I've read to her probably 8,000 times. And the first time I've read this to her, I think I mentioned this once before on this podcast, $20 in the Chris Ryan Memorial Fund. Um, I, the first time I read this to her, my sister-in-law is is uh, is of Dutch extraction. Yes. And uh, so the kids are roughly bilingual in that like they can understand Dutch very well and sometimes speak it. Um and I read this story to Elise and finished it. And she said, like, huge sigh of relief. And she said, oh, he's not scary. He's just Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which made me laugh so hard. She's so funny. But then twist, Anna. So then around Halloween, I sent a recording of myself reading this story to my nieces and nephews um, and at least when she hears the recording of it, can't take it. It's too scary for her. It's too scary. And my brother, my, my brother was explaining to me like her emotional process of trying to listen to the story where it's like, she wants to like hear it, but also it's, she'll just be like, Oh, well, like <laughs> she's, she's getting like stressed out as the story goes. <laughs> it's, it's me before I got on the Peloton for the first time. Like, God, it's here. So I should. Really, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> it, but this is this is a perfect scary story for kids. Uh, oh my but happy God. birthday, Elise! Happy birthday, Elise! Oh my goodness, what a cool birthday! Yeah. I can't believe that I was the one who read it. I thought I say no, I thought no. I was getting I, good at saving the ones. No, no I, I know she knows how she knows how I do it. But I think oh, having okay. the completion of hearing how I do it and how you do it, I think, is the best. Well, maybe we also record a version of you saying it and we upload three versions <laughs> and then let the listeners pick. And then we have at least do a version where she yes. resp- yeah. where she's just scared. Um, this one's great, Anna. This is a great story. Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on. Um, this is a sort of a classic. There's another story like Cat's Eyes. Yes. Uh, that's like a widow after her husband dies. And I think this is like he's in the other room, like he has just passed. And Mm -hmm. she's like in the, she goes and sits to be sad. And uh, she is like sort of being sad by a window and then see something spooky. So this, I would say is a genre. I'd say two stories counts as a genre. Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. There's some sequence Um, there. Yeah. It's like the idea is that like, yeah, well, like you were saying the proximity to death kind of, it also makes them a little spooky. And, uh, they it kind of they're they're in touch with the next life because someone they love is there yeah that that i guess that's kind of it isn't it it's sort of like um I, and i i know like harry potter borrowed this for for in some form or another but it's like this this 
thought process of like, if you have been close to someone who died, that's when you start being able to see ghosts, which I think is kind of a wild metric because yeah. everyone has been in proximity to someone's death, whether they know it or not, you know? Whoa, God, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I yeah. read the subway so much. I know. I know. <laughs> and I have, I've... and I have for 15 years. <laughs> I always oh, think that God. I always think that when um whenever I would go visit my grandma or grandpa in a nursing home and there would just be there was at any given point of time there were like 40 older people with sunglasses on sitting on benches with their mouths a little bit open and I was like oh, God. I mean one out of 40 of these people could be dead you know <laughs> could buy their innocent could be alive just going back to the the widow of it all I think the reason that this person is a widow is to illustrate that no one's coming home and her children are grown. Oh, that's <laughs> like, a good point. She, yeah. Like, it's not that her husband can come and save her. It's not that she can, like, her kids probably live in a city wow. or something. And um, I didn't even think about that. And she's in an apartment building. Uh, so, like, it's not like she has a neighbor across the street. It's not like this friendly suburban environment. It's like, you're kind of right. on your she- own. She could scream. I mean, this is this kind of gets into the politics of when your neighbor screams in the apartment building, what do you do? You oh, know? And you're like, is she just sort of, you know, excitedly reacting to something? Yeah. Or- do I follow the same rule? Like there's the New York rule of if you see someone crying, like do not say, hey, are you OK? <laughs> like your job is to intervene, which is the opposite <laughs> of intervening. You have to yeah. intervene. <laughs> it does that does that work the same I, obviously in public if someone's in distress you you intervene and say is everything okay but yeah in apartment buildings for whatever reason it's like am i going to step across the boundary of whether someone just occasionally likes to scream now and then you know did they burn their thumb on their iron did they swallow a sharp chip you know like <laughs> yeah you don't want to overstep oh yeah i mean yeah, it's hard. So like the way we set it up, she's by herself and she gets this yeah. phone call. And she just says, hello. Like it's not hello. It's hello. Like she's excited right. to talk to whoever's there, which just tells you she's even she's lonely. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm getting from this. Um, And the three phone calls coming in. This is like the babysitter, um, which is the famous calls coming from inside the house oh, story. Oh, yeah. We're like any minute now. Um, it's also kind of similar to the wait till Martin comes story right. with the cats. I love wait where till it's Martin just comes. sort of nothing's happening, but the thing that's happening is someone or something is repeatedly saying something's going to happen soon. Something's going to happen a little sooner. It's any minute now, which is like an effective scary storytelling technique, right? It's a cheap way to be like, you're scared. You're scared soon. Soon scared. And it's just like the waiting is um awful right like uh, i'm sort of related but boyfriend of the pod jason was telling me about this sales technique that he learned in his life before uh his creative life when he was in sales that like a a very basic sales technique is just being quiet because silence is so intolerable to people that they'll just start talking and be like well fine i mean i'm sure we could find a way to blow off you need that (laughs) <laughs> and like you just wait for them to say what you want. Oh, and I think that like that like agony of sitting in silence and stillness is sort of what makes this an effective technique. 
Yeah. Just like that waiting is so intolerable. I will also say, and I don't know, things could have worked differently back then in terms of how window washers function, but it seems peculiar to me that a window washer would go unit to unit rather than consulting with the building manager That's and right. just staying on the outside. That's right. You got to, buddy, look, your business, you're going about this all wrong. He needs to talk to Jason. He needs a, a sales plan. You got to go <laughs> building true. by building. Man, what are they? What's he gonna do? Is he gonna go outside? Does right, is she just gonna the top? lean yeah, she, out? She lives on the top floor, and the drawing. Uh, he's he, well. We should talk about the drawing, but it's yeah. him. He's just holding a bucket and a rag. It's not like he's got a like a whole scaffolding thing that's gonna like go on the outside of the building. He's just walking in, and then what? <laughs> I the know. Inside. Also, I, like, did I hire you? What is this? Yeah, is this like a door to door kind of when people start washing your windshield? Like what? Like like what? Did she move into here? this apartment recently because her husband died and the person who lived there before her had to deal with him? Does she not know that she owns the building? Like what's going on? <laughs> is this her husband? <laughs> I'm not dead, and I'm here to wash to wash and wipe the windows. And I talk like this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we, we were talking about the storytelling elements before going into like the full insane plot. Right. <laughs> this man. And of this, course, like the release of tension at the end that he is just has he's just Dutch, as Elise said. I know a little bald Dutch man with a pail. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the drawing is Danny DeVito, basically <laughs> like Danny DeVito before glam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a short man wearing overalls with a long sleeve shirt. Maybe gloves. Um, and his pants go into his feet. Yep. And his feet are very tree stumpy. His whole legs are very stumpy, and his feet sort of look like elephant feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the gesture. And yeah, like there's toes, but it just looks like elephant toes where it's like just the nail, like a little hoofy. Mm-hmm. Um and he's holding, he's got one hand in his pocket and the other hand holding a rag. <laughs> and on his pocket hand arm, he's got a bucket on his arm and he's got like Stephen Gamble drips coming off that are actual drips. These are water drips. We are, we have fully entered the matrix. We are now in full drip territory. We're in drip territory. And the, the rag, of course, has some drippy roots on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his head is implanted into his body, sort of like Ed from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> That's um, right. And he's that... smiling like, hmm. He's got very kind eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it could really go either way. It's a little bit, you know what it is also similar to is um, in the area of like social faux pas horror uh nice watches oh is that what it's called um no thanks no thanks it's called no thanks it's called no thanks so this is in the same vein of like social awkwardness horror where you think you're (laughs) gonna die but it's just a man who doesn't pick up on social cues i know i know this is (laughs) and also another man who's doing his business on a an individual basis and really should be going wholesale you can't be selling 
knives to the one person in the whole parking lot and you can't walk into one person's apartment after calling three times in a row. That's yes. weird. I know. Make this- an appointment and stick to it. Don't tell them I'm coming. Well, I will say this is basically how all repairs go is like, okay, we're, we're 30 minutes away and now we're here. Yeah, um, you can't. You need to open a restaurant. You can't just go to someone's house and be like, "Can I make you something to eat?" You have I'll to make you something out. to eat soon. soon I know I'm going to eat you something to eat. I know not every business can be a brick and mortar, but you have to figure out. You have to figure out the best way you can reach your customer in which you're not terrorizing them. Yes, don't say like, "Yeah, you can't sandwich soon." <laughs> don't call me and say sandwich soon. I'll tell you when it's sandwich, <laughs> sir. I made you a sandwich. Give me nine dollars. No, <laughs> I picked the sandwich. I'm single again. That's my right. I own my husband's land now. Oh my god. Um, there's also something kind of Dick Van Dykey about his face in the illustration. Yes, yeah, his hair is very tufty and it looks like a wig. Like it looks Long like a chin. character. Yeah, and he's got some under eye bags. Which listen, who don't? Oh, we feel it. Um, Andrew, what is scary about the story to you? Well, it's scary. I mean, this is Anna. This is something that I feel like you and I experience all the time, which is something that could be entirely innocuous. And if you're wrong, you're going to feel like you're a drain on society. But if you're not hyper alert, you're going to be stabbed in the throat to death, you know? Totally. And so, yeah, so with this, you're totally right that it is fear of faux pas um, at risk of death. You know, that's yeah. scary to me. Like the you just end up feeling bad for this man because he's going to spend his whole time being making people really nervous. Right. Yeah. I'm Chris, Chris often Chris often brings up um, <laughs> that anytime he does speak up when he thinks there's like something wrong or like someone's acting in a way that is dangerous that then there is some completely rational explanation for it. And he feels like such a dope. Um, But I, I do think that sometimes you have to take that risk of seeming silly. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, this isn't the same thing, but um, Jason and I went to a pass through a subway stop that I haven't been in, in like maybe 10 years. And I remembered that I had a interaction in the subway at like three in the morning where a man was like, Hey, hi. And like, not a normal, like cat call or whatever, but it was like a, I'm not doing well and I'm going to cross some lines. Hello. Oh no. And I did the thing for the first time that like your aunt will send you like self-defense emails about like, this is what you do Yeah, where you act fucking crazy. (laughs) And I went like, (laughs) 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 and he acted like i was being rude on our date and i was like oh my god jesus and like grabbed his bike and walked away (laughs) but listen i don't know sometimes that's the i mean like you're not you're not like calling the police you're not yeah no like my choices were like hurriedly walk away and be scared or like hope nothing goes bad but he definitely was going to keep coming over and like had decided to open up an interaction. And it was like truly three in the morning where it's like, you don't do that. Like yeah. to a woman is by yourself. And I was also like 22 or something. So it was like open That's season. The only time someone has like literally tried to pickpocket me 
like where I felt their hand going into my front pocket was in Union Square. And my voice became someone else's voice. Like it just was not my voice at all. What did you say? I just said, hey, like I just like <laughs> bellowed it like John Goodman. Like it was, oh my I God. was not myself. You and 10 Cloverfield Lane did. And truly the person disappeared faster. Like it was as though they were like a hummingbird. They just like disappeared immediately. Andrew. Oh my God, Butch. <laughs> but here's the thing. The other <laughs> irony is that like, what would I have had in my pocket when I was 19 years old? Like, uh, you know, hundreds a, of napkins. Yeah. And a Werther's original candy. Like, good luck <laughs> finding it, you know? <laughs> Just like a ton of ketchup packets. Yeah. I never know when I'll need it, you know? <laughs> you never know when you have to fake a, a, a stage injury. Yeah. Just in case I want to fall on my stomach and look like I blew up my insides, then. Yeah, exactly. You know. That's what you want. Um, um, should we talk casting? Let's do casting. Do you have strong impulses here, Anna? I mean, I literally can't see anyone other than Danny DeVito playing this, yeah. but I could also see like, you know, like a Sam Richardson or it's, somebody I, really committing. I think you're right that it's got to be, I think you're right that it's got to be Danny DeVito. If it's not Danny DeVito, then it's like, I mean, the the irony is it's got to be Rhea Perlman. Like, it's like, it, it has to be someone yeah. in that world. It does. Um, yeah. And what about Widow? The widow, I think I was picturing Diane Keaton. Oh. Or like, Anna, I guess what? There is a recent picture of Diane Keaton and she, you know, she normally dresses in like very like large billowy stuff. And uh-huh. she has like, like waist length white hair and is wearing like snake oh. skin boot tights that oh, go. All- yes, I see this picture. It's one of the, it's one of the <gasps> most like. Oh, she has to be in costume for something. That's what I'm figuring because it's so arresting. It's just like, whoa. Yes, she definitely. Yeah, it's on the set. That's a set pick. Okay. Okay. Well, you know. Uh, Just because that's a wig. You think that's a wig? I I spend my whole life looking at wigs. (laughs) That's actually my job is wig looker. Look at at wig person. (laughs) That's a wig. Just to make sure. I know I should be better at identifying wigs. And I, I, mm. as the owner of many of them, I have I never have any idea who's wearing a wig. Anytime a woman has long hair and is over the age of 11, I'm like, that's, that's good extensions. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't trust hair. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You can't. It's, it's so inconvenient to you have You can't hair. just have that hair all the time. It's too much. Yes. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, Diane Keaton's a great choice for this. The, the, she gets mounting anxiety so well. Yes. Um, And like just sort of, um, kind of city based domestic frustration. mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. I also, I also could see Mia Farrow for sure doing this. That's really interesting. The person coming to wash the freaking windows today. (laughs) I, someone who jumps to mind weirdly is Franny Leibowitz. Oh, that's great. And I, I mean, th- you're not going to get the widow vibe so much, but you are going to get that Franny recognizes how strange it would be for a window washer to go door to door. Like it still would, would be scary. She would be frustrated by the window washer, like not being reliable. Yeah. And like calling a bunch, but also, um, 
I could see her playing uh, <gasps> the Viper. The Viper. Oh, that's also great. It's an all Annie Leibovitz or Franny. It's an all Franny Leibovitz uh, romp. Yes. She writes, directs, stars. Yeah. And she, you know, comments on it after <laughs> as a piece of culture. Right. Yeah. People move too much on elevators now. It's like, okay, I wasn't aware that it was something I should be annoyed about, but I'm listening. Oh, boy. I have to say, I mean, the sidebar, I don't think there's ever been a better impersonation than Bowen Yang as, as Franny Leibowitz. That's the best impression I've ever seen. Oh, he really, he studied her so closely. and uh, I can't it, believe it. It really, she also, I believe, like I was watching the documentary and I was like, this person is a Bowen Yang character. <laughs> And like he talks nothing like her, but he he's a student of the craft and just really he lived with her for a week in like <laughs> like recordings of her. And then I loved that her response was, I haven't seen it and I, I don't plan to and I don't care. <laughs> I, I was like, it. thank God. I love that. Honestly, that you have two choices as, as a celebrity reacting to an impersonation of you. Abject praise. Or I don't care and I have no interest. That let that's thrill it. and delight. Yeah. Or who is she? <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anna, this thank you yes. so much for bringing the story in today. It really is a delight to revisit it. Thank you so much for listening to it with me. I hope everybody enjoyed revisiting the Viper. Um, Did my anything? dog is currently oh, shaking hard. Because it's a few minutes before her her dinner time, and she wants me to see that she's starving to death. I love that as her tactic. She she's not even facing; she's like lying, facing away. I think she thinks that I'm talking to her. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it's been a long time, and shaking is the correct response. I didn't even think about that with dogs. When we're on the phone, dogs must be like, "Okay, um, things are really going off the tracks here. Just look at the corner and wait till dinner." Oh my god. That honestly I have to say that is getting close to what I actually do. That is Anna, it I mean it, the equivalent is if Ladybird like picked up an object that was completely foreign to you and just barked at it for an hour. Oh my god. I would love that. <laughs> Did um, anything spooky happen to you this week, Anna? What spooky happened to me this week? Let me think. Oh, um, yes, yeah, something spooky happened to me this week, which again is that I saw The Haunting of Hill House in October and I'm still scared of it. Oh, Anna. Um, and at night I was snuggled up with Jason and Lady Bird and I was feeling really nice and I wasn't scared. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm done being scared at night about and then thought about the bent neck lady and then was like, <laughs> nope. And then was just fully too scared to go to sleep. <laughs> And I'm mad at them. And it was the special effects team and makeup and lighting. It's the shine of the light at night on yeah. the part of her neck that is broken. It's too realistic. It bothers me. She's a ghost. Ghosts are real. She's in my house. I'm angry. Yeah. No, that's, I get that. Light, light off broken necks. Very scary. Without giving it away, if the person who played the bent neck lady could please just, you know, reach out to me and give me sort of a, a disappointing famous person interaction that would really help me 
Um, Andrew, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Okay. Well, um, spooky in terms of a big, big life move. Uh, Chris and I bought a car. Yes. Congratulations. And here's this, I mean, here's the spooky element. So, um, famously Chris and I are both licensed drivers. Uh, Chris is a very good, but nervous driver. And I am a very confident driver who is a, who is just an absolute danger to others. Um, and, and I know that. And I, so I don't drive, but, um, now I'm in the process of looking up classes so that I am a good responsible driver and that I don't become Mm -hmm. a different person. Who's like, let's just see where the trips, the chips fall. Let's just let the chips fall where they may. Let's just see who the chips are (laughs) and then we'll eat them. And yeah, I, here's the thing. I've never caused any damage driving. I've never hurt anyone, obviously. Um, but that is, I recognize the luck of that. And so I'm trying sure. to get better at it. Um, I relate to that. But That's but cool. Chris and I have been driving around. Chris has been driving and I have been, um, uh, I was about to say wingmanning. That's not the correct term. Um, <laughs> navigating, being like, keeping an eye out to like clear right or like, yes, watch out for that pedestrian. Um, which again, my judgment completely intact when I'm in the passenger seat. Suddenly when I'm a driver, this is also, we've talked about this before. This podcast will be used as evidence against me when I crash, you know, my, <laughs> my, my car into I the know. fruit of the loom building or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the headquarters, which is of course shaped like a big fruit basket. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's my spooky equivalent thing. Driving um, but, is spooky, right? Right, but wish us luck, gentle listeners. Oh, Mazel Tov, so happy for you. And something else you can do, gentle listeners. Get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.